Welcome to the Homeschool Mama Self-Care Podcast. I'm Teresa Wiedrich from CapturingTheCharmLife.com. If you are a homeschool mama challenged by doubt, not sure you can do this homeschool thing. If you're a homeschool mama challenged by overwhelm, there are just too many things to do. Or if you are a homeschool mama unsure that the way you're showing up in your homeschool isn't the way you want to be showing up in your homeschool, then this is the podcast for you. I'm here to encourage you in your homeschool journey to help you strategize ways to turn your homeschool challenges into your homeschool charms. So welcome, homeschool mama. Hey you, let's chat about the three things I wish I knew before I homeschooled. Grab yourself a cappuccino, light a fall candle, wrap yourself in a cozy blanket, and make sure that you are in a quiet place while you listen. (laughs) No? Okay. Depending on where you are in your homeschool journey, quiet might be hard to find, and I feel ya. It's like yesterday. Oh wait, it was this morning. Quiet time can be hard, so here's my suggestion. Grab your laundry basket, invite the kids to weed the garden, or scrub the floor. Um, no one took your offer? Okay, well then plug in those earbuds, head to the garden, and pretend that we are in a cafe. Drinking a single shot skim cappuccino and a crisp chocolate chip oat cookie, not to be specific, and let's chat homeschool. Hey, and by the way, you can find a link in this podcast episode or the link in my bio on Instagram and contribute to the buy me a coffee link, which will help me decrease my podcast editing time so I can spend more time mentoring homeschool moms, just like you. P.S. One of the things I'm going to chat about today is about how we want to intentionally show up in our homeschools. And one of the ways that we can intentionally show up in our homeschools is by actually considering what we're thinking and how what we think is actually creating an environment or an atmosphere in our homeschools. I'm offering a homeschool mama book club where we can delve deep into an author of influence. This month will be all about Brené Brown and all the ways she can actually influence our homeschool. And she had a profound impact on my homeschool. So I invite you to check out the link for the Homeschool Mama Book Club and join us at the end of each month to get to know each other and chat. So what's been happening in your homeschool? Lately, I'm noticing that my oldest daughter at home is spending a whole lot more intentional time with her siblings. She usually spends quite a bit of time with her siblings. She likes hanging out. It doesn't matter how old they are. She just wants to hang out. And frankly, she's just a really good friend. But these days I'm noticing that she's doing things like reading Diary of a Wimpy Kid, book series with her 12-year-old brother in the homemade tent in the great room. She's even teaching him how to make different things like brownies, hopefully dinner, because I'm really going to miss dinner. And she's even showing him different pieces on the piano before she leaves because she's leaving in a few weeks and she's feeling those feels just like we are. 
Tonight, she's even suggested that we play a family Monopoly game. And between you and me, I don't really like playing games. Or at least I didn't when I was growing up. And I think I own almost every game out there. And I have played all the games, just so you know. I have come to understand that playing games translates into learning, also connection. And the kids really love it. And it is a way to have fun. And they know that when they invite me to play Monopoly, that is the one place that I will proudly play dirty. Yeah, I said it. Now, if you know me, you know that it is really not my go-to to play like that. But, you know, you can slip a couple hundreds underneath your lap, right? When nobody's looking. Okay, so tonight is Monopoly night. What's been happening in your homeschool? From one homeschool mama to another, I want to encourage you with practical self-care tips. And so I want to share with you this tip that took me years to figure out. How do I make breakfast for myself? I'm so busy doing breakfast for other people or when they were little, of course, because now they make their own breakfast and they've been doing that for years. But in the mornings, I am so busy doing whatever I'm doing. I don't really have time to eat. Okay. I'm not making time to eat. And that is really not useful because our brains are fueled by food. Everybody knows this. My instinct is to grab a couple pieces of toast and slather on butter. Yes, I like butter classic farm girl. However, two things with that. One, that's a lot of butter and a lot of bread every day. If I have already pre-planned my breakfast on Sunday or Monday, and I've got jars of a green smoothie stacked in the fridge ready to go for each morning, my brain is fueled with the best food. And it feels different. Two pieces of butter with toast and maybe a piece of fruit versus a green smoothie. Um, much different fuel. I share about the details of that green smoothie in the day one of the 12 day self care challenge that I have opened for everyone to enjoy. This is a Christmas gift for you in the summer. So you can check out the link in the podcast post or you'll find it also on Instagram on homeschool mama self care in the link in my bio. This 12-day self-care challenge is really just a way to kickstart you taking care of you. You'll get short videos in your email for 12 days, short enough videos for you to be able to throw it on at dinner prep time or before you go to bed or when you first wake up or whenever it works. Hey, and I wanted to share about a homeschool thing that you can practically use in your homeschool. I've got a notebook a dark red notebook that I have had since the beginning of my homeschool years. And in it, I have ideas for each of my kids for each year that we've homeschooled. I have the child's name at the top and the expected school year, different ideas for all the different subjects or extracurricular activities. And I've written that all down every year just as an idea keeper. And I refer back to it on repeat. Not only is it useful for me to have a place to collect all the ideas that I think would be super cool for us to explore, but I've actually learned that because I have more than one child, I can consult that book and look back and say, what was I generally doing at that stage? Now, of course, kids are always different. They always learn differently. They, if you've had more than one, you know that they're wildly different in personality and how they like to learn and how they like to engage each other. 
all the different elements. They're very different. But when you have an idea of what your older child did at that period, it's really useful for you to look back and say, yeah, we could do that. Of course, as you can imagine, this is an idea book and it's an idea book that I do not put into 100% use. It's an idea book. And so it's really just a way for me to conjure up more ideas alongside the ideas that my children already have. I'm gearing up to offer the Homeschool Mama Retreat for fall, where you really do need to light a fall candle, grab a cozy blanket and a lovely cup of tea that I will provide across the miles. And we will sit and chat about all the challenges that we have and we will engage together all the challenges that you have in your homeschool already, but also help you get clarity, confidence, and vision in your homeschool. And one of the ways that we'll do that is by determining how you want to show up in your homeschool. Okay, so have you got your laundry basket out? Are you settled in the garden, ready to go? I invite you to chat about the three things that I wish I knew before I homeschooled. So let's go. What are the three things I wish I knew before I began homeschooling? You know, those three things weren't about child development or personality differences or learning that homeschooling isn't about schooling at all or all the stuff that I definitely do think is important or necessary to understand if we want to capture our charmed homeschools. What I'm going to share is a whole lot more personal. You might have heard me share that I came into this homeschool thing without an awareness of who I was and what I was all about. I didn't have a vision for my life, except to be kind and to do stuff for other people or to nurture my family, because that's what a good mother does, right? I didn't have my own sense of self. I most definitely didn't have boundaries. Where do I end? and someone else starts. If someone needed me and had the compelling to tell me they needed me, well, I started with their needs. I was on it. By the time I was 19, I had to decide if I was going to sink or swim in life. So I'm kind of feeling vulnerable here. I didn't start out with serenity and equilibrium. As I begin to share my story, I always slow down at this point, trying to think how to share what my childhood was really like without saying cliche words like dysfunctional or abusive or violent or maybe undiagnosed mental health issues or something like that. But that energy, it rained my family atmosphere. So those descriptions really accurately do reflect my childhood reality certainly my experience of it. But I'm more likely to tell you, because it's more socially acceptable, that my childhood experience felt like the movie themes from Sleeping with the Enemy, with a strong dose of The Firm, you know that Tom Cruise movie, and a smidgen of Schindler's List, just the energy, not the actual content. Or if it was described in book themes, I'd suggest the energy of the book Educated by Tara Westover and Man's Search for Meaning by Holocaust survivor Viktor Frankl. And one of the reasons I don't like sharing any of this publicly is because, as you can imagine, it opens potential for a lot of shame and judgment and critique. 
and having to deal with my actual childhood is enough. Thank you very much. However, if you've been regularly a part of my world, you would be benefited by knowing why one of the modules in my homeschool mentoring group is so relevant to me and why and how I've learned it. Because I grew up in an atmosphere, just as we all grow up in different atmospheres, but I grew up in the atmosphere I did, and I was mentally locked into attending to other people's needs. It's the way I survived. It's the way I chose to make myself feel safe. It made other people like me, usually, because someone had to like me, right? And it probably wasn't me. And guess what? I most definitely brought that approach into my family life. Yikes, but accurate. And in my striving to make the most perfect, most charmed life ever, I introduced homeschooling into my life where I worked even harder to make it even more perfect. Anywho, reality check times a bajillion. Turns out I'm not God. I can't do what I set out to do. I am not perfect. I can't make perfection. Perfection doesn't exist. Nor can I do all the things for all the people. Nor should I search for other people's validation. And with that hitting the wall experience that fateful day about four years into homeschooling when I wanted to send my kids on the yellow bus to a school, any school, and an encouragement by a friend to watch a Brené Brown YouTube video, I discovered I hadn't included me in my homeschool, my family life, or my life at all. Okay, legit, I am palm sweating, butterflies in my stomach over here sharing this with you. I have a long story how I came back to me. It's why I know that you have to have a strong sense of yourself to capture your homeschool life, your charmed homeschool life. You need to know you, and you need to take care of you. You need to nurture the nurturer. The second thing that I wish I knew before I began homeschooling. As you can likely guess, my goal in showing up for my homeschool family was to do everything that anyone wanted me to do all the time. Naturally, this is fraught with trouble. Up, down, left, right, any way you look at it, there are problems with this approach to womanhood, to parenting, to homeschooling, In a nutshell, I wish I knew that I needed to determine how I wanted to show up for my homeschool family and my life. Um, what? Isn't this discussion kind of self-absorbed and self-centered, you say? Yeah, it totally would be if the reality of this selfless approach didn't bear out in exhaustion, depletion, confusion, unhappiness, which actually doesn't help the homeschool family at all. And it totally would be self-absorbed if it also actually worked, which it doesn't. And it would totally be a self-centered concept that it is actually, though, very self-centered to think that I can do all things for all people. And they will, in turn, of course, be grateful for my all things and grant me the perfect life I desperately wanted in counterbalance to the not-so-perfect life or childhood that I alluded to. 
Now, I wish I knew before homeschooling that I could decide how I wanted to show up for my homeschool family and myself on purpose. And that when I was intentional about it, I actually bring out the best of me so they can benefit from the best of me. And that I would most closely address what they actually needed because I knew how to address what they needed as I was also simultaneously addressing what I needed. You feel me? And just in case you think I'm going to tell you the 10-step plan to showing up in your life on purpose, know that, no, I'm not. But I do have a routine practice that has a powerful impact on clarifying how I want to show up, even a few practices. And they most definitely benefit everyone, me, my partner, my homeschool family. Also, this process is a hell of a lot of work. So if you're going to join me with the Homeschool Mama Retreat in the fall, don't think that this whole charmed life thing, this charmed homeschooling thing is going to happen for free. It requires honest internal work that requires a whole lot of reframing to turn those challenges into charms. You can see why I believe we have to show up in our lives on purpose, right? You need to take care of you. You need to nurture the nurturer. The third thing I wish I knew before homeschooling, but totally didn't. Want to guess? I wish I knew I had to build a strong sense of self-confidence to counteract doubt, create routines to address a million reasons I might feel overwhelmed, and reimagine what an education is anyway. So the education was child-intended, not just a private school approach. Because all of the above would be stuff I would have to address for the rest of my life. The rest of my homeschool life. There's a whole lot of busy work we create for ourselves when we're not clear on what an education is anyway. We fill our days, our kids' days, with a whole lot of activity. But is it useful activity serving the education of our children? Because, you know, I'm going to tell you what the Latin root of the word educato in education is, right? If you haven't heard me already say it, educato means to raise up. To raise up what? To raise up a specific child. Okay, so is it a useful activity that we're including in our day-to-day or all the activities that we include in our homeschool days? Are they useful in the raising up of our children? Sometimes. Sometimes not. Except how would we know that lots of stuff we do is not necessary when most of us were conventionally educated and definitely taught to think it is all necessary. Um, confessional, I really did try to create a private school at home. You can ask my girls. You know how? I included Latin, hence the reason I know the root word for educato. Um, I included dabbling in French and Italian, Swahili and Spanish, which like totally depended on what present travel adventure we were heading out on to. Um, We did math workbooks, of course, still do. Logic, that's definitely my husband's field. Economics, current affairs, politics, also my husband, my husband, my husband. 
chemistry, geology, astronomy, biology, botany, microbiology, human physiology, animal husbandry, etc., etc., etc. All my interests. Nature study with drawing pencils on a picnic blanket. Thank you, Charlotte Mason. Love the idea. Violin lessons, piano lessons, theater programs, choir, ballet, contemporary dance, jazz dance, Highland dance, 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 dance. And also thank you, Mr. Suzuki and our local symphony concert master. You made the first few years of our homeschool very sophisticated. Also history read-alouds accompanied by history summaries. Thank you, Marie Wise Bauer. Expository essay writing. Research writing. Thank you, Susan Wise Bauer. Expository essay writing. Research writing. Magazine writing. NaNoWriMo every November. Etc. 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 Drawing. Design. Painting. Impressionism. Classical music. Love all of that fine art stuff. And reading, 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 reading lists. Reading read-alouds. Reading history. Reading science books. Reading, reading, reading. All genres. Always classics. Shakespeare and anything I should have read in high school but didn't. I could go on and on and on. And I got a great education. Like, really. The thing you don't expect as a homeschool mom is you are going to have a fabulous education. Oh, and the kids probably learned some stuff too. And though I think we homeschool mamas should incorporate our interests into our homeschools, my goal in homeschool was to give them a private school experience, not look into their eyes and listen to who they were and what they needed or considered where they were going or how they were going to be raised up to do whatever they were supposed to be doing. In other words, their home education wasn't always about them. It's why I know that you need to be really clear on what an education is anyway, so you can create an individualized education that will raise your children up to do what they were meant to do. So there you have it. Three things I wish I knew before I homeschooled. I'd like to hear about the things that you wish you knew before you homeschooled. So come on over to the Homeschool Mama self-care page on Facebook or Instagram and share with me. Or find this podcast post at www.capturingthecharmlife.com and you can add a voice message and share your thoughts on what you wish you knew before you homeschooled, and I'll include it in the podcast. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. I would love to learn more about who you are, so introduce yourself at the Homeschool Mama self-care Instagram page or the Facebook group, the Homeschool Mama support group, so we can support and encourage each other in our homeschool challenges. While you're there, you can check out my book of homeschool encouragement, Homeschool Mama Self-Care, Nurturing the Nurturer. If you're a homeschool mama looking for a mentoring group to gain clarity, confidence, and vision in your homeschool, to create a plan to nurture the nurturer, and be intentional in how you show up in your homeschool, ask me about the Homeschool Mama Retreat or the Capturing the Charmed Homeschool Mentoring Group. 
All the show notes and links to this episode will be found at www.capturingthecharmedlife.com. Until next time, I hope you and your kids have a charmed week, or if you're having one of those weeks, I hope you can reframe your challenges into your homeschool charms.